Welcome one and welcome all to this second episode of season four of He Is No Expert. And you guessed it, I am he, he is me. I am your host, D. Elstone. I'm happy to have you all here. You guys showed out in tremendous numbers listening to episode numero uno for season four. We had the one, the only, the kind, the intelligent and eloquent Anethea Thomas with us talking us through the question of what is credit and why is it so important? Other questions that were posed there was this. What if my parents put bills in my name as I was a child and it negatively affects my credit? What do I do with that? We answered questions such as what's the difference between credit score and a FICO score? So if you're still curious about the answer to those, go back and check out episode one of season four of He is no expert is chock full of great information. As always, our episodes are sponsored by my favorite website, DantesDeals.com. That is D-O-N-T-E-S-Deals.com, where we have t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, and the like made with you in mind. New products are added each month, so please, ma'am, please, sir, go ahead and check out our sponsor and support them. Today's episode, we answer two questions. Why is my rent going up and why is it so hard to find a house? Let's join this episode and answer that question. So the big question is, why is my rent so high and why is it so hard to find a house? To answer that question, we have to go back almost 20 years to... Uh, 1999, when the federal government and other lending agencies began to allow for subprime lending. Dante was subprime lending. I'm so glad you asked. Subprime lending is lending to borrowers whose credit worthiness uh, does not denote they can keep up with the payment structure of the loan for which they are seeking. In this case, it would be for a mortgage. So because of that, we saw around 2008, after so many of those things done, and also things done such as ARMS. What is an ARM? That's an ARM. That's an adjustable rate mortgage. That's where you get into a house and they're like, hey, look, we understand you may not be able to pay the full mortgage now. So what we're going to do is adjust your mortgage down to, let's say, about $800 or so. After a couple of years, that rate then adjusts upward and your rent oftentimes doubles or, you know, does go up uh, in some exponential way. So you went from, let's say, an $800 mortgage after a couple years to $1,600. The hope was that through the conduit of you progressing your job, moving upwardly in your career, that you would be able to handle that. What we saw is that many Americans were not able to keep up with that pace. Thusly, folks were uh, then foreclosed on and the foreclosures really shuttered the housing market and the system uh, holistically, and we saw the Great Recession that happened in and around 2008. So as we move into 2010s, you know, the bailouts happen, recovery happens, all the things that happen to help the government or help the country and the economy recover, but there was a pain point for builders. They began to slow into 2010s the production of new homes. So you're seeing across this time frame more and more jobs created, people building families and desirous to have families and to buy homes, millennials, etc. But there was a short supply to the point that present day on average is about five million homes we're 5 million homes short of the supply we actually need because of that pain point that was created 
by the Great Recession in 2008, where home builders slowed down their building of homes and things such as that to a point where now, present day as stated, we're about 5.2 million homes short, according to an article entitled uh, in the USA Today entitled Housing Shortage, Five More Million Homes Needed for Supply to Catch Up with Demand. Millennials are having families who are wanting to live the American dream, go out and have the two-parent home and the two-and-a-half children or the fur babies for those who are animal lovers. Uh, and that is harder to attain because the supply to meet that need is not there. Now, those of us who know anything about economics, about finance, knows that when uh, supply is less or supply is short, but demand is high, what goes up? The cost of that particular inventory. And that's what we've seen happen with the housing market. So you've seen that there's not enough homes for the available home buyers. So the cost of the inventory that is available has gone up. Now, it hasn't gone up in every area, but oftentimes in the areas known as the Sun Belt, those warmer areas in the south where people are starting to gravitate toward, you have seen an uptick in price. So understanding that the cost of homes go up by direct virtue, guess what else goes up? The cost of rent for said homes. What else else do we know that's true? The fact that things are going up. We have seen inflation hit a 40-year high. So not just the cost of gas, not just the cost of chicken and other food items have gone up, but the cost of lumber and paint and supplies needed in the process of building homes have gone up in price as well. That too has contributed and added to the slow growth and building of homes across all of the 2010s into where we presently sit today. There are several pain points that have contributed to this. Uh, so we've pointed out already the Great Recession and what house, the housing market did in that point has absolutely had ripple effects that we're still feeling today. And again, the cost of things going up due to inflation has absolutely and categorically affected the housing market and the ability to produce enough homes to supply those of us in this country. There's also a labor shortage. Uh, There were 10 million job openings in the United States in August of last year, 1.4 million uh, more than the pool of workers who would take those jobs. This labor shortage hasn't spared the home building industry and a shortage of available workers has caused many home builders to be unable to meet demand. So you have the cost of things going up. You have the fact that there's a shortage in the production of homes, and a lot of that has to do with that there aren't available workers to do these jobs. And part of that is because there aren't also affordable homes. If I can't live in an area, it's harder for me then to work in said area. Let's deal with another component. Another component of this would be that we have a lot of corporate Landlords, as they're being called, and this is according to the WCNC, a local Charlotte affiliate here uh, in my area, are gobbling up homes in this area, but across the country to the tune of about 2% of the inventory of homes in the United States. And it sounds like a little number, but in prime areas where people are desirous to live, they're gobbling up homes in mass, 
oftentimes sight unseen, oftentimes over the asking price. So if I'm a new or first time homeowner and I'm competing against a billion dollar corporate entity trying to buy a home, guess what? <laughs> guess who's going to win that tug of war? And then the corporate entity, that corporate landlord, as it were, is able to buy the home one sight unseen and then pay over the asking price for the property, you can imagine what that looks like. Now, on the side of the corporate uh, entity that is buying these homes, it makes sense for them. Because remember, we talked at the beginning of the show about the housing collapse and the Great Recession. During that time, they saw a lot of those loans go bad and they had to literally have a comeuppance on why that happened. Now, corporate entities have come to the point or corporations have come to the point where like, hey, look, here's what we'll do. We'll buy the homes, sight unseen. We'll invest money into upgrading and retrofitting them to a certain point in capacity so they're livable for folks who want to come in and still have the American dream, but rather rent it than buy it. Now, if they do default on the rent, the process for getting someone out that is renting a home versus owning a home in most places is absolutely less strenuous to the corporate landlord. They saw during that housing bubble collapse that trying to get people out of these loans and foreclosures took lots of lawyers, took lots of paperwork. For anyone who happened to try to do a short sale during that time where the person had defaulted on the loan but was still in negotiation with the bank and you're trying to buy said property, it could be a process that could take you know, uh, many months, if not years, and then you weren't guaranteed to get the property if you were the prospective buyer because of the negotiations back and forth. So these corporations have really gotten keen to it and started to buy homes in mass. Even here in the uh, Charlotte area, Mecklenburg County in particular, uh, the quote here from the WCNC article last um, produced or at least updated and modified on August 15th of 2021 says that more than 11,500 homes in Mecklenburg County, one county in North Carolina, are being bought up by these corporate landlords. Lords, that represents 5% of the county's single family homes. And these corporations are not stopped yet. It's a lucrative business. They have the money, they have the ability, they have the resources to come in by over asking price, renovate these homes up to code, and then quickly get buyers in or get renters or uh, leases into these homes. Why? Because the need is so much more now. They can charge you premium prices because, again, inventory is low and demand is high. So will you pay more for rent? Absolutely. Now, what happens to those who are already in existing rental properties in those areas? They're looking at comps. Taxes are going up and things are going up. So guess what? Your landlord sees that neighboring properties are being able to charge more than they're charging. Guess what they're going to do? In like manner, they're going to charge you more in rent as well. And I think many people who are listening to this have seen that process happen. You got that wonderful letter probably in December, November of last year, notifying you, hey, look, in January, this is what's happening to your rent. 
So for many of us who had the desire to buy the American dream, as it were, to own a home, a picket fence, two and a half kids, or a couple of dogs, goats, or beta fishes, <laughs> beta fish, excuse me, um, that look, that perspective may be changed because of the tenuous nature of the market. Now let's go to another prong of why scarcity of homes, etc. is happening. And this comes from an article entitled Baby Boomers and Millennials Are in a Heated Housing War, published on October 16th, 2021. And to summarize the article uh, in short, it says this, you have more established financially um, fortified baby boomers who've saved up, who have 401ks, who have been literally planning for this day a good majority of their lives, competing for the same inventory of homes as millennials, who have not had the lived experience, the ability to invest as such in 401ks or build up their net worth, and they're being outbought and outpurchased by baby boomers. So there's a lot of things happening here where you have baby boomers who are able to come in and pay a little more than asking, or that may be too much of a stretch for a millennial or a first-time home buyer. And these things are happening across the country. So it's not just corporate landlords. It's not just the supply shutting down. There's a number of components, a number of variables all transpiring all at once. According to Zillow, it says boomers are winning. It found that so many boomers are active in the housing market that it's more difficult for millennials to buy homes. There's a chart here that shows, and you can't see it, but it says Americans 60 years and older have been more active in the housing market in the past decade than people in the same age group 10 years earlier. The share of Home buyers that you're seeing here is going up exponentially in the last 10 years. People are having to work a little longer to save more, but they've come to the point where maybe they rebounded from what happened uh, during the Great Recession and they're now primed and ready to buy and they want what they want and they have the money and more of that buying power to do just that. And the last piece we kind of touched on, uh, we talked about the ability to um, not only buy homes, but again, if you're going to work in a particular city, you have to have affordable housing. If I can't, you know, if I'm work, even if I'm working remote and I'm going to work at home and I may have to travel in the office periodically, uh, my ability to access affordable housing is going to be important. And that in these viable areas where uh, tech companies are growing and industry is growing is becoming harder and harder. So for those of us who are out here looking, some of the things you may want to do is look in areas that may not as be may not be as desirable, but really do your research and have a team that is there working for you, a realtor, uh, being able to see the market and really uh, tell you when is the prime striking uh, component. And for some of us, quite honestly. We may just have to wait this out until the market cools off and that supply, that inventory does go up. But I've given you some of the reasons as to why it's so hard to find a house and your rent is going up. As always, I want to thank you all for listening here on 
He is no expert. We are a show that is dedicated to giving you good information and inspiration. And for those who are desirous to do something, I believe that your capacity to believe that thing will drive you to do it. It may take a little longer. It may take a little more negotiating. It may not be as easy as it once was 10 or 15 years ago. But all things are possible to those who believe. If you put your faith, and I've said this time and time again, and I'll say it until I cannot anymore, your faith commingled and mixed with your work is a winning recipe every time. So for those who are seeking to buy a home, those who are desirous to do it maybe a year or so down the road, best of wishes and best of luck to you. You can do it. Put your back into it. Take care. This has been He Is No Expert. We'll see you all next time.